Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first Divine Spark podcast. And what we're calling this brand new podcast series, Spring 2021, there's going to be six in this two weekly, so fortnightly podcast. And what we're calling it is Divine Sparked Conversations. We want to spark up conversations within our community, the Divine Spark community, but really within the spiritual community at large, lighting a fire under people's backsides, lighting a fire <laughs> under the community and really challenging um, the status quo a little bit. We feel like it's time for a real paradigm shift and a real kind of come to Jesus or come to, <laughs> come to Mary Magdalene <laughs> moment. <laughs> really collectively, and, and nowhere needs it more, uh, uh, I believe, we believe, than the spiritual community. So I have got my partner in crime here, Sarah Lee Bragg, who <laughs> is um, such a huge part of the community. She's been with us for coming up four years now. It's amazing when you think about that. But how are you, Sarah Lee? It's so cool to be joining you oh. in this podcast. <laughs> kia ora, Kim. Uh, and kia ora, community, um, beautiful Divine Spark community. I'm really good this morning. Um, it's quite mild in Southland, so... Um, it's just a very calm feeling down here at the moment. So it's good. I'm just cruising this morning. It's so exciting to be sitting here with you, though, Kim. Oh, and, um, always. Embarking on the really important um, corridor, I think, that people are really going to resonate with. Yeah, oh, it's exciting. So. Kia ora. I believe so, too, because these, these to us, you know, when we sort of sat down and thought, you know, it is time for us to do a podcast. It is time for us to talk to people um, and kind of, uh, you know, take that net and spread it a lot wider um, because we need to bring a degree of relevancy to people. Mm. It's not enough to just talk about these amazing high-minded spiritual ways of being in life. We need to actually have the conversations that mm. help people <clears throat> to spark their own uh, awareness and to spark their own um, instincts because we all carry that. Mm. Um, as Callista Pinkola Esther says in our bones and you and I are big proponents for that I'm glad it's nice in Dunedin we've got it's kind of like as we're recording this today what is the date today Cyrilly it's the 5th of September <clears throat> new spring newly spring we're sitting on the balsamic moon so we're about to move in right now to um you know the void so this is actually a really good time oh, to have this conversation <laughs> yeah we're, we're moving into the void and then we've got the new moon in virgo coming up on tuesday so it really has that feeling like you said um about it that real sort of like everything that's done has been done <laughs> There's nothing more to do here. <laughs> We've just got to carry like a real stillness. Yeah, mm. a real stillness. And um, it's overcast here outside, so we've had a couple of days of beautiful sun, but it's actually, like you say, just got that real feeling of, okay, it's time to go a little bit more inward. <laughs> so <laughs> where, how, the, where the good stuff happens. 
Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah-Lee. Let's introduce ourselves to the community just a little bit, just to ease into the podcast series so that, you know, when we're yarning away with great abandon, like we will do, because you and I have never short of conversation, um, they kind of know who we are. They get a wee bit of a sense of who these crazy women are that are having all these wonderful ideas <laughs> about life. So tell us a wee bit about yourself, Sarah-Lee. Um, oh gosh, so I'm a mother of three, first and foremost, my most important title I um, that I that I take great pride in. Um, I have two beautiful daughters, Bella and Lily, and a handsome son who's my baby, Vinny. Yes. And um, I, I'm a teacher. I'm a kayako um, matua at Bluff Kindergarten in Bluff in the Deep South, where all the oysters are. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this kind of one. Um, I also do our cultural and spiritual supervision out of South Coast Psychology in Invercargill and um, work with beautiful um, people, uh, reconnecting them to their culture and identity. Um, I am a grateful, humble member of this beautiful community <laughs> and love being a co-facilitator, uh, walking the walk with you, Talking the all that um, is really like important to be talking about the relevant things that are happening in the world, the things that people um, sometimes maybe like to dodge, the stuff that makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit triggered, a little bit disturbed. Just having those conversations that actually um, needs to be had. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so being here and um, yeah, embarking on this is actually really, really exciting. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> oh, I love that. It is so exciting. I feel it too. Um, and I guess, you know, lockdown, um, you know, the South Island's just come out of level four just this last week. Mm. We're in level three in Auckland. God bless your hearts. is still in level four. Very, very difficult. And, you know, oh. there are people listening from other areas of the globe. Um, you know, New Zealand's taken a pretty tough stance on this. So, but it mm. has caused a lot of change. And people are really feeling it. So we felt that, you know, for us to start talking and putting the podcast out now was really perfect timing so that we can catch something known as, and this is a really flash word and it doesn't, but I'll break it down, the zygist of the times. And that's what we're really trying to do in this Divine Sparked Conversations podcast, catch the energy and the movement of the times and what people are going to need mm. from that. And so you and I can have those really courageous conversations so that if it sparks one person into going, oh my God, thank God I'm not a Alone. Thank God I'm not the only one that's seeing that or yeah. feeling that. Then you know what? We've we've done a good thing. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So um for me, um, gosh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I've um I've done quite a few things over the time if if we're talking about um within the spiritual community. I mean, I started out as a registered nurse. Um, when I was 19, I went straight from school and learned to be a nurse. And then funnily enough, um, you know, the divine had other plans for me and I found myself pregnant in my second year, as can happen, um, of, you know, just it was a time for me where I was really, I knew what I wanted to do. I definitely wanted to become a nurse, but things happen the way they happen. 
and I had had a bit of a a rough childhood. My mum passed away when I was 10. So I'd sort of come out of a childhood of really, um, how can I best describe it? Really being forced to grow up very quickly um, and deal with um, a huge amount of stuff on my own. And, And, you know, coming into 19, knowing that I wanted to leave the small community I was in and go to the big smoke of Christchurch. <laughs> which I did, but then very quickly into that, of course, when you don't have a level of guidance, when you're completely on your own, like I was, you're going to make mistakes. And not that Jesse was a mistake, he wasn't, but I didn't really have a guiding force in my life. I really didn't. So the mistakes I made <laughs> um, have caused me um, to become who I am. But Jesse was the making of me, really. He grew me up in all the ways I needed to be grown up. So I was um, a mum at 20 and completed my training. And then we, um, yeah, we kind of just got on together, the two of us, and it was me and him against the world. (laughs) And um, yeah, and then, so I was a nurse for five years after that, and then um, met um, my two children, other children's father, Lindsay and Angus, and he was a farmer, so that was going into a whole nother world. And then, of course, that kind of came to a grinding halt when I stepped into another form of healing, and this is often the case, when I started training to become uh, both a life success consultant, I was back and forward from the state, so that was really working on the power of the mind and understanding the emotions and the the mind-body connection and a lot of neuroscience, really, Um, and I did that for three years, but I was also embarking on a very deep deep, meaningful Mm -hmm. journey of um, what we would call coaching here back in New Zealand from a program that was running at the time that doesn't run anymore now, um, Life Coach Associates. So I trained three years in the diploma of coaching, and then I became a facilitator and trained um, for a year and facilitation of that program and looked after the Wellington intake for a year after that as well, which was, I just felt like I was on top of the world, totally in my purpose. And then all of that came crashing down um, for many and varied reasons that just happened to be part of the journey. Now, looking back at the time, I thought my whole world was crashing apart because it actually was. It actually was everything at once. But if there's one thing that I've learned and continue to learn um, in this journey called life is that you can't ignore that call inside of you that knows it's meant to do what it's meant to do. It just knows. And threading its way through my whole crashes and burns and ups and downs um, that has happened in my life, that one thing has been steady, that one thing that I knew I was always meant to do, which is pretty much this. (laughs) Seriously, pretty much this. So to anyone who feels like their life is just a series of crashes and highs and lows and burns, that was my life for many 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 years but sitting here right now I can truly honestly say um, that it's given me a depth of compassion that I just have had Um, I you know I know what it's like to have nothing less than nothing and have to rebuild from scratch on more than one occasion Um, it's made me very resilient very tenacious 
but there were absolutely points, and I feel like this is such a great way to start into the, uh, we had a, a, a wee yarn before we started of what we were going to actually talk about in our first podcast. And it's it's something that, that we both believe is very relevant right now in the wow. world collectively and personally, spiritual rage. Oh. Oh. Oh, my, that evokes something in my Puku, really, spiritual rage. And we have to say it that way because it's a deep, as you say, in your puku, that's the kind mm. of rage. We're not just talking about packing a shit at someone. No. But we're going to swear in this podcast, by the way. When, when I was putting it together, I had to tick the box saying explicit content because I knew. <laughs> I knew it was going here because we, we're going to, if you are the sort of person that's wanting to hear love and light and uh, this is not the podcast for no, you. No, no, <laughs> Although there's a lot of laughter and light and joy that is not what we're saying but if you're looking for a podcast that is you know what pretty much everyone else out there is doing and they're you know this is not the podcast for you we're here to disturb (laughs) the comfortable and we're here to get a little bit wild and a little bit mm, what could we say Sarah Lee what how would you put it what are we here to do oh we're just going to speak the deep truths that people are too afraid to speak to yeah Yep, here we are. Yeah, we are. And and listening to you sharing about your journey, Kim, and the ups and the downs and the tower moments, it's in our greatest pain where we have our biggest, you know, um, spiritual awakening and rebirth and transformation, you know. And so hearing you, Kōrero, about your journey from the time you were gifted that beautiful boy, uh, little boy, Jesse, to now, it's like... Um, in those moments when we thought we were going to die from the heartbreak and we were going to, you know, those feel, those true real feelings that actually come up in our whole body when the world turns to shit. It's like um, sitting on the other side of that, it's like those things actually had to happen the way that they did for us to learn the really deep lessons that we've, we were obviously needing to learn, as painful yes. as that sounds that and as confronting as that can be yes you know like I've really had to look at the things where that have been awful that I've you know really wanted to shelter my children from and myself from and even my extended whanau from that I know that that had to show up the way that it did in my Mm. life even as awful as it was for me actually to learn to the core of my being what I needed to learn in that lesson absolutely and no yeah. one can rescue you out of that when you're truly, yeah. truly in it. I can I can remember many, many times when just the circumstances and the moments that it had unfolded for me, <clears throat> I was it. There was no one that was going to rescue me out of it. I had to really come to an awareness of it's me, <laughs> me and me. And it's mm. against the world at that point. It can definitely lead to that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. But I had such a rage. And this is why I think this is such an important conversation. I can remember having that rage. It mm. can be alive. It really did. Mm. That rage inside of me since I was that little girl that lost to her mum mm-hmm. and then from there going from a family where we were very close and lots of extended whanau and, and never were really alone. We had the most ideal mm-hmm. childhood to that moment at 10 that changed everything mm-hmm. and we found ourselves very alone 
um, just, you know, the culture shock of that for me, and I was in shock for many years, but that rage oh. bubbled away under the surface. And, and like I say, I truly believe um, it kept me alive because it kept me rooted in the now because when you're angry yeah. <laughs> like you say yeah. in your poku when you're yeah. angry in your poku at god whatever you choose that to be at oh. the world at yourself you know at how come i'm not getting this how come yeah. i'm not what am i doing wrong yeah. you know what the fuck is actually yeah. happening that's brought me here when you're in those moments something switches and 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 oh. this is what we were coming to Callista Pinkola is Steve's um her groundbreaking book and if you haven't read it go buy it today you can today. get it on today yeah. <laughs> you can get it on audible you know it's great to listen to because she narrates it in her own voice women who run with the wolves oh, oh. and what she's saying Sarah Lee flashed up to me last week she's reading it again it's a book that you read and read and read and you'll mm. always find something in but she's saying women have an innate nature and she talks about the bones of our ancestors and coming right back down to the bones of who we are as women and really contacting that freaking anger that sits in your belly mm. Lee, have, what what sort of experiences have you had with that freaking anger <laughs> that so, you know in my puku, I, I remember sitting across in my um, late teens, early 20s, across from a gestalt therapist who I really grew to love. I lo like I really loved her and I loved my time with her and the journey that I, I, I went I went quite deep with her. And I remember her saying to me, you know, Sarah Lee, you know, I hear the rage when you share this this part of your journey. I hear the rage within you, you know, and and I started to describe it to her like it's like there's this fire that burns in in me, and any time the rage boiled up, it was like me adding wood to an already raging fire within me. And so yep. over the years, it's like the fire got bigger and bigger. And any time anything happened, that was um, like a catalyst for for me to just be like fuck, you know. I would. It's like the fire got bigger and bigger and bigger, and 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 with with everything that was happening in my world it's like that became the wood that then fueled the fire and it got bigger and bigger and my life started to become more unmanageable and 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 I knew that I actually couldn't navigate my way through that rage on my own yeah without a power greater than me because it, yeah. it was it was going to fucking burn me from the inside out and yeah. take me out and take my kids out and anyone else in my life out as well yeah. if I didn't actually take responsibility for either um you know walking through the fire <laughs> and coming out the other side or I could continue to be in denial and um, watch the wood pile up and watch it get bigger and bigger and dance around it like, and, and you know, and it would engulf me and who I loved eventually anyway. Absolutely. You know, so... Because what are we taught to do with that rage as women? What's the social acceptable norms that we're sort oh, of squash conditioned? it down, squash yeah. it down, and shut <gasps> up, or us? You're on your period, and you're a fucking yeah. psycho, and oh, yeah, she must absolutely. be on her. You know, it, it was to never to show it because that's right. You know, we're just being we're just poor emotional. Um, you know, 
oh, there she goes again, having an emotional breakdown. You know, like, God forbid we actually speak our truth from that place of our womb. Otherwise, we'll be, you know, yes, you know, we'll be labeled an oversensitive female who's clearly on her period. Like, that's how well, it be picked up. And doesn't that just speak to how afraid, if we take it back a few hundred years, doesn't that just speak to how afraid, and we are not anti-men, let's make this no, clear, no. from this first podcast, we are not, I mean, I... Um, I, I, I've got three, three boys. Um, I love men. I love, I have such a compassion and a love for the masculine journey and we've got masculine in us as well. Mm. We're, we're, we're multifaceted beings. So that's, that's not where we're coming from here, but we need to unleash the Kraken <laughs> and have this truthful conversation before we can bring it full circle. So please just know we are not anti-men at all. We love the masculine dearly, have deep respect for him. Um, but what we're saying is that, you know, if we rewind the clock a couple of hundred years collectively, there was a real, and even further back, there's been a real kind of like... Um, siphoning out of the female rage you know you were a witch if you were a witch because that was yeah. a feminine showing up displaying her healing her, healing, her, yeah. her wisdom that's her, right her innate her innate ability to be empathic and compassionate and nurturing yeah and in touch with the natural world burned at the stake what were we yeah. burned so this is where yeah. a lot of this collective rage comes from um you know and and if we even go into the religious i was brought up a roman catholic on my grandmother yeah. Yeah. my grandmother was irish irish catholic so my goodness i had that baptism of fire literally <laughs> as well and that's very very common so you know but but in terms of the patriarchy in terms of the way that our culture currently still is very patriarchal it's changing albeit slowly <laughs> but we still haven't dealt with our collective rage we're still learning to make it safe in our personal rage mm. um so when we look around the world right now how, how do you see women um dealing or not dealing with their rage what do you see like I do see the growth, like yeah. I, I do see that uh, women all over the world now are speaking up more than they ever have before collectively. And, yeah. um, you know, I do see them protesting more and outwardly trying to smash those old ways of being that have kept women, you know, suppressed and um, like I, collectively you can feel the feminine trying really hard yeah. to shift from that old way of being and to shift and to speak up more and to speak louder about it. Um, so, but it's it gets so overshadowed and over-trampled out of fear of the of of something yeah. new. Do you of know what I mean? potent force. Yeah, that, 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 and that's been an that's yeah. right. Because yeah. and that's why I believe it's been kind of sanitized out of religion, yeah. the woman, 
<clears throat> because back in those days that, that you know women's sexuality let's bring that in as well that's part of that that bone chilling mm. potency that we have the power of a woman's sexuality mm. the power of a woman's wildness you know our our our, our ability to bleed once a month and mm. be that in tune with the rhythms and natures of the moon and the cycles in nature is very very confronting to um to men but I I I just kind of at this point too want to just say that it can go and does way too far the other way with a woman in her undealt with rage with a woman in her um unhealed pain becomes the abuser Mm. And I'm, we're going to have that conversation. Oh, and I know this is what will set us apart from anyone else that's talking about mm. this because mm. women on mass now are starting at times to become the abuser. And oh, absolutely. I see, yeah. And I used to work for victim support not so long ago um, before I started to do this work full time. And I don't know how many men how many masculine that I uh, listened to and heard their stories. Mm. And when you can feel the truth, when it's spoken to you, um, the amount of fully enraged women um, that are declaring war on the masculine because of years and years of pain and and, and going down their, you know, generational line, all the pain being inflicted on them, they're now becoming the abusers. Not every woman, but it's actually, it's a thing. And it's it's, it's actually a huge thing. And for some reason it it is really completely overshadowed by, by the, by the masculines as the abusers, because that's the only that's just generationally all that we've ever talked about. But I've had many clients sitting across from me where the where the shoe's been on the other foot. Absolutely. And, and it's like people don't want to talk about that part. No, they don't. There's a real taboo around really that. Don't. And I don't think yeah. it's multifaceted. I think that men take on such a mantle of, oh, my God, what does that say about me if I allow that woman to abuse me in that way? What does that say about my masculinity? Um, and then, of course, the women are like, I freaking deserve to be this angry. So mm. it, it's mm. a whole lot of um, pain, really. Mm. Um, but we must talk about it. We've got to feel it to heal it. Um, because mm. I think, well, I wonder, the question, because all that we can ever do, because we're not here to solve the problems of the world, Seriously, um, that, that's another part of these podcasts. Oh. We're not going to solve these problems, but by God, we've got to start disturbing the comfortable enough to talk yeah. about them. Absolutely. Um, and it's about asking the question, like what you, you shared um, today in the, in the collective reading, do we want to become better or or bitter or do we want to stay yeah. bitter? You know? Yes, I do. Because, because you know, and I would even go so far to say, in my experience, I can't speak from anyone else's, but in my experience, years and years and years as a coach and a healer, uh, a tarot reader and working in that other capacity, nursing and victim support, I would hazard a guess that it's 50-50, that there's yeah. a real 50-50. It's not women being the victim of men and that's and then there's like five percent I would actually say no I'm going to challenge that I would say it's easily 50 50 but we're not hearing from those no 
You know, no. when you look at the young, um, young the the incidents of of male suicide and youth sure. suicide, you know, there's a wonderful adage that says, you know, anything that's hidden, quote oh. unquote, well, is going to show up in behaviour. It's going to show up in the statistics, and that I believe is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, I believe yes. what we're saying. So, yeah. so what do we do about all of this? What, where do we go? What you just said, Sarah Lee. I, I believe truly is pivotal. Every, and Callista Pinkola is Steve's, <laughs> um, says this very clearly and comes to this um, um, uh, question in her book where she says the anger must be taken responsibility for first. We must recognise that this is anger. That we you know, Kim, I, I wrote down just then ownership of our part. Yep. Because that's what it is. We yep. have to take ownership of our part. That's the only part we've got any control over. Correct. And you not know? make it wrong, not say, oh, my God, that means I shouldn't be angry because there's a whole, like, there's a whole spiritual community that's invested in bypassing. Oh, I can't feel that. That's the, I don't want to feel. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Well, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. No, that's lies. <laughs> That's, you're lying to yourself. That's yeah. right, because the state of the world today, the state of change, the interpersonal relationships, the disconnection we're having from nature, from ourselves, from the world at large, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Yeah. So, you've got, you're, you're an ostrich. Get your head out of the sand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. And we're not trying to elicit a whole lot of anger here, but probably that's going to be a part of it. But what we're saying is that anger isn't the issue. Anger right. is actually a very healthy human emotion. The issue is the non-responsibility for how we're feeling because when we don't take that responsibility, oh. we project. We project it onto our partners. Mm. And this is a practice because we're conditioned to mm. project. And we've had so many projections on us since mm. we were we, 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 that, that mm. we've just become that in our world. We've become the projector because we've been projecting it on mm. what we've got to learn to do is find that place like you say where we start to realize fuck it's a choice mm. it's a choice for me right now here on the 5th of September yeah. 2021 and the world as it stands going to hell in a handbasket or quite peaceful thank you very much am <laughs> I sitting here bitter and if I am mm. do you know what that's fucking okay mm. but own it yeah. Own that you're bitter. And and Callista says a really interesting thing from there where she says, um, you've got to have patience with your anger. Mm. You've got to have compassion because anger is a process. It's an energy that wants to move out of you've got to give, your yeah, body. You've, you've got to give it words. Yes. You've got to give it words and you've got to, um, you know, feel it, speak to it, listen to it. You know, it's like... To, to know how to to shift it out, like what you were saying, and move it out, is is to know what what the anger is first. But then, of course, yeah, absolutely, Sarah Lee. But then, of course, what we see and what I see is that so many people are trying to medicate that anger and that, mm. that rage away. Alcohol, even, you know, and, and justification is a wonderful thing. Um, mm. Oh, no, it's wine o'clock. Oh, no, it's this, it's that. Oh, no, I'm with the boys or I'm with the girls. It's time to have a yeah. drink. 
that medicating of that anger, all that it's doing is is shoving it down for another yeah, time for it to come out like a volcano yeah. because it's yeah. going to come out. So we, we we're fooling ourselves if we think that we're medicating in a way. But how would you say that? You know, and it's not a judgment because Gabor Mate, mm. you know, our number one hero and oh, trauma, yeah. I know how much you love him. You're always looking yeah, to do. <laughs> I know how much you love him. Um, he's always saying we shouldn't be asking why the alcohol dependency, why the drug dependency. We need to be asking why the pain. Why the pain? And that that's it right there. Why the pain? Yep. If we can speak to that part, then with this hope. Then, yes. then this change is possible. Yes. Then it becomes a teachable moment, not a way of being that you just surrender to it being so. Correct. You know, you know? I do. So why are people running from their pain, Says, Why the fuck are we running from our pain? Well, because people are too afraid to put their hand up and say, you know, uh, to, to, to be vulnerable in that way. To, to show to show up in that way because they don't especially our masculine like we want to speak of um, New Zealand men but you yes. know the big tough staunch men that, that they don't they don't do that it's 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 a scary it's a scary proposition to be yes, that vulnerable and that seen and that and and that heard yes. you know yes um I also want to say it's getting better. Like yeah. I know that it's definitely getting better, and and I can see that there are beautiful uh, masculine retreats and circles of men gathering on yeah. the Fenua up and down the Motu, you know, up and down the country gathering to try and uphold the brotherhood, and yes. and you know, so it's definitely it's it's getting better. Yeah, we need to have these conversations though. Yeah. The more courageous conversations we can start to have, you mm. know, and I know um, when we were watching Gabor um, Mate and, and, and his practice, he was gathering mm. groups of women and gathering groups of men, you know, very similar to what we do in our class um, mm. and, and working with people together so that those women and those men knew they weren't the only one that no. was feeling that rage and feeling that disconnection that we're all at some degree and some level feeling it but we must stop running we must stop running from it because otherwise we will what's okay let's let's ask this question (laughs) what's the price that we pay our life yeah yeah we pay with our life yeah you know, I mean that 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 makes me want to. That makes me emotional. That makes me want to want to cry when I say that, because people do. Yes, people yes. pay with their lives. Yes, they do. You yes. know, um, yeah. Bless your heart. Oh, I just. It doesn't have to be that way. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that way. There, um, we can choose to become better by by speaking out and you know having um, courage because isn't that having a, the courage yeah and it yeah. does it let's not pretend that it's easy because it's not we're not here no. to say that this is an easy process at all in fact it's one of the hardest yeah. shifts <clears throat> that, that people can ever make but when you're in that moment and you know it's it's you with the divine no one else is around it's you no. with the divine are you going to stay bitter and mm. angry because you know the anger is is doing its thing it's in its process or are you going to move that energy it's same energy and mm-hmm. becoming better 
because yeah. we and it's and lives. it's a choice. It's yes, a choice. It's a choice because we're paying yeah. with our lives. You said something yeah. so profound there, and and I think what we try to do is we fill that hole when we medicate, when we try to bring medicine, because mm. the system is a really intelligent one. It's always geared to want to 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 heal but we have such a misunderstanding about what that means so we try to fill that hole with medicine mm. of alcohol mm. other relationships mm. codependency mm. uh food you know all of the things that that is constantly bombarding our senses that we're not enough on our own we must mm. have this we must be that we must show up this way and it takes a freaking strong human being to go, stop, stop yeah. bus. I want yeah. to get off and I want to just actually take a moment to make this choice. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's like putting a plaster on a gaping wound. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it won't, <laughs> I mean, that says it all. It's like... Um, <clears throat> it'll just fester over time it doesn't get better and it doesn't go away you it's know right. so there there is a choice that does need to be made and and for yourself um there's i'm reading a book at the moment by gabor mate uh, called when the body says no yeah and the part that i'm reading about at the moment is about um when when people finally do reach out and go to a doctor to ask for help you know medical reasons because there's things shutting down in their body um, and they're sick so they go to a doctor and that's them you know making a choice to go and get the medicine that they need to help heal themselves and they go and he was talking about the disconnect between the medical world of you know are they asking the, the person that's there about the pain and and the emotional pain and the spiritual pain that they're carrying as a result of the physical pain that they're showing up in no they're not they're not asking those things. They're just giving us medication and saying, well, this is because of this and this is because of that. Here's the medicine, off you go. And so even when people do actually make that step and go, actually, my health isn't well and there's something wrong in my body, I'm going to go and make that step. We're not even being met with the right... Correct. You know... Um, it's a whole other podcast, Sarah Lee. And oh, I, I know. <laughs> I wonder oh. if that's... But it's such an important point. I wonder if that's our next podcast, that we're actually trying to heal um, collectively and individually in a system that is so far behind, that is so okay. far not only um, not getting what it takes to heal, they're doing their best. We're not here to, to bag any government or any no. system. We're not here to do that, but we're here to say clearly clearly something's not working we're not listening we're not paying attention um and that's why people are paying with their lives and it doesn't have to be that way no there's a complete disconnect and so so the solution is reconnection <laughs> yes. yes so how do we reconnect really how do we reconnect with our body if we just start there let's go body mind soul how do we reconnect with our body well we stop listening outwardly to what everyone else is trying to tell us is happening to us for us and us around us and actually just come into our own bodies and sit with really sit with 
what you're feeling, really sit with what you're hearing, yeah. really sit with what's moving through your own body yeah. and and start there and start to listen to what's yes. being held and heard and said within you. Yes. Not outsourcing outwardly to anybody and everybody, people, places and things outwardly for the answer because the answer's not out there. That's right. You know? And and that was my, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that was my come to Jesus moment, if I'm going to say that, when I realised, I think I said this to you um, when we were just chatting about what we could potentially talk about, that I realised there was no one coming to save me. Mm. There was no one that was willing to hold me in that or listen to me in that. If, if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be me. So yeah. what you've just said is to stop. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, my God, this is my life, <laughs> and it's so, it'll be just about everyone, I guarantee, on some level. Mm. Um, so the first thing is to realise that you're not alone. We're living in a world where disconnection have we've just walked down this road of more and more and more disconnection blindly I don't think that anyone's done it let's not go into conspiracy theories here (laughs) I don't you know who knows who knows why but we have we can't know why but we can know that we are we can't know what's happening but we can know that it's happening and and so what we know is that we're feeling disconnected we're feeling lonely we're feeling desperately unsure about what the future could potentially bring so we stop and we go, what is my body feeling? Because our bodies have an innate, and Gabor says this, I know, he's a big proponent mm. of this, and just about any Jeff Brown, any good psychotherapist healer will say that our yeah. bodies have a very innate rhythm. This is what Callista says, a very innate wisdom and knowledge of what we need in any given moment. The thing is that we've become mm. disconnected from our bodies, that we're not listening no. to the very thing that we're needing in any given moment. Mm. If we're tired, we should be allowed to rest. You know, and I know if you've got kids or you've got yeah. stress or you've got work or you've got all these things in your life that are constantly leaking your life force away, mm. um, then you're going to be no good to any of them if you don't just take that time to stop. Yeah. Listen, does your body need rest? Does it need good, healthy food? Does it need to go for a walk? Does it need to sit at the beach? Does it yeah. need to talk to someone who you know is going to meet you there at least halfway? What does it need? Reconnection back to ourself. Embodiment. Embodiment. Absolutely. Out of our heads, as you say, Mm. and into into our bodies and really Mm. feel our way through because our bodies have been made because of religion and because of the world, you know, the sexuality of women, the sexuality of men, the sexuality Mm. of young girls and young boys. It's so, it's a minefield. Gosh, there's so many, you know, so many things. But our bodies are actually very, very sacred, and we need to reclaim the sacredness of our bodies. That's that's number one. That that's that's number one. That's my drop. <laughs> because when you think about it, you know, when I look out at what's happening happening in Afghanistan, and you know, any sort of kind of terrorist groups that are happening out there. Human life, the value on human life in some of those ideas, ideologies, countries has become almost nil. The value mm. of individual human life is almost nil. And that's how far we've become disconnected. That's the mirror, really, yeah. to yeah. us. 
that we need to value our body. Your body matters. Your life matters. And if there's some healing that's needed inside of that, that's where you start. That's your number one step. How do I heal my body? How do I heal my heart? Because in your body are your emotions. Mm. And that's number two. How do we reconnect with our emotions and our heart? And we've, we've only... We've only got ourselves, so you've got to let it begin with you. Yes. That's where you begin, as yes. you let it begin with you. Everything outside of you, you are completely powerless over. That's right. But you're not, you're not powerless over you and your choices and, you know, your your decisions. And you are an antenna, you know. Yes. You are you are an antenna in your body and connection for, for to the divine, to the earth. It, it, you're not going to be doing that mahi on your own, that work on your own. That's, That's right. a choice as well. You can if you right. want. Yeah. I can tell you I've tried that shit and it's fucking hard and I don't recommend it. No. I absolutely cannot work, walk this path, at this journey of life in this world today without a, a spiritual health or belief uh, uh, greater than me. I can't mm. do it without that. If I didn't have that, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I would have been burnt alive in that spiritual rage fire within me. I would have I wouldn't be here. You know, it was it was me um surrendering to a power greater than me that was able to hold my hand and walk me through the middle of that fire and come out the other side. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was it was painful and it was hard, but I only had to do it one day at a time. I don't I don't you know, it's it's just a daily reprieve. It, in life doing this yes. one day at a time you know yes. um but it was either spiritually bypass purely yep. and, re and re re recreate what you've had again and again and again and some lessons have come back to greet me and bite me in the ass again you know because i needed to learn something else because that yes. happens too it does. Terms. It does. Um, but you know i make a choice do i want to stay bitter about that coming back around to kick me in the teeth or do i go okay, well, this was another lesson that needed to show up for you. Have you learned it yet? Do you want to find yourself in this place again? No. Okay, so what are you going to do differently this time? And then away I go. Because so everything's empowering. Yeah. yeah. That's so much more empowering than that circumstance that's showing up. That, uh, that's the problem. I'm not the problem. And it's not saying that we want you to always think you're the problem. But it, it's just... But we play a part, though. But we, we play a part in, in it all. And it's yeah. taking that ownership of that part. Even if it's 5% out of 100, you still had 5% in that part. And so it's like, take ownership of that 5% and right. carry on on your path. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the common denator of every moment of our life is us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that says it all. <laughs> but that's not blame because let's take blame. And no, it's not. Out of. It's no not blame. about blaming ourselves no. or anyone else. It's not about judging ourselves or anyone else. In fact, get rid of blame, get rid of judgment and just have a hearty, hefty look at what's going on in your body, what's going on in your heart. Because and just, it's progress. It's not it perfection. Is. Correct. It's progress, not perfection. You know? So and, and that's all you're required to do. Yeah. Yeah, just take that first step. Well, yeah. I think that our um, first podcast went really flipping deep and got really flipping angry for a minute. But don't forget <laughs> the flip side of anger, and this is really worth saying, especially to round it all off. The flip side of anger is passion. Mm. So when you choose to become better, 
because of that rage. You're not negating the rage. You're not getting rid of the rage, but you're no. re-channeling it into passion. Put that rage to use. Good use. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> in yeah. your life. And then that that vital, because it's a vital life force, right? Mm. And if we feel a lack of energy, it's because we've shut that life force off and we've demonized it and we've made it wrong. And, oh, God, I can't be angry. Yes, you fucking can. And yes, yeah. you fucking should. But channel mm. it in a way that's going to bring you to life. Yeah. Oh, amen. Mic drop. Ah, oh, Sarah Lee, goodness me. Well, how do you feel at the end of this podcast? This is a big thing for us. We've been wanting to do this for a while, and we, oh, yeah. we, we know that there's probably people that have, I don't know, have they switched off? Have they gone, <laughs> what the fuck is the, Who are these girls? <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think that this is amazing that we're having these conversations and that... Um, we're allowing them to just go where they need to go because yep. you know yep. everything that's being said is obviously needed to be said. And so <sighs> it's all just divinely orchestrated. <laughs> that's right. And I love how it flows between us. So if you want to know more about our work at Divine Spark, you can check us out online. We are www.divinespark.net, N-E-T. Um, you can find Sarah Lee's beautiful page on Facebook, Shine the Light in Dark Ass Places. It doesn't sound <laughs> It's Shine the Light in Dark Places. You can find she's an incredible reader in her own right and healer and teacher and coach. So um, you'll find Sarah Lee on Facebook at Shine the Light in Dark Places. And you'll find us both at Divine Spark on Facebook as well. Divine Spark to row in astrology in a Z, meaning New Zealand, because yes, we're really underneath it all, just two badass Kiwi chicks <laughs> <laughs> who are trying to bring a little bit of life. Yeah, conversations. Because these conversations are long overdue, and we've only just got started, Sarah Lee. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty cool. So thank you, everyone who joined us. Thank you, Sarah Lee. Oh, thank you, beautiful Kim. This is have, exciting. Do you have any parting words for anyone that's listened to our mad rantings? <laughs> <laughs> find your rage, find your rage and, and make it work for you in a way that it's making you um, become better and not bitter. Absolutely. Life enhancing because you deserve it. You deserve it. Oh, bless your heart. Well, we will see you all again next time in a fortnight and so much love and light that divine spark and let it rage into a beautiful inferno of passion for your life. Bye, everybody. Bye.